Welcome, everybody, to Business Meets Spirituality. I'm Adam Hergenrother, joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner, and we believe in personal growth through business success. Today is March 25th, um, 9.13 in the morning and 41 seconds. I like to timestamp things right now because it's important as, as a listener myself to a lot of information that's coming out there. It's, uh, it really helps put a perspective on how people are thinking, not just uh, while we're going through this pandemic and a, you know, probably the largest, you know, disruption, if you will, to the world that we've seen, but also, so when people look back on this in a year or two from now, they can understand the thinking patterns that were happening during this. So I just like to time it's stamp also that 2020, which you- it is 2020. Yes. And, and hopefully that was Elvin, but <laughs> it is 2020. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. I did get to the second. So I guess it makes yeah. sense to point out the actual <laughs> the year, the year or two as well. So, um, Today, I want to tell a little story about uh, this technique that I've actually been using for my life uh, for quite some time, for years. I just didn't quite put it into the same um, teaching context as I have over the last probably year or so, um, but it's, it's a technique that I've been using. It's called 3 2, one relax and um, it's really just about, for me, I used to say... I didn't necessarily say three, two, one, relax to myself. It was more of just like, okay, just breathe out. Like just, it was more of just like a three, two, one, just go. Or just, it was just, it was just kind of like whenever the, the an event that started unfolding and I started feeling a lot of pressure, I would just, I just kind of, okay, calm down more of like that. And then I said, well, how do I bring this to a more larger audience? Because for me, when I say calm down or any words that make sense there, I understood what that meant, right? So it didn't really have to be as um, as concise as three, two, one, relax. And then when I was um, trying to help Hallie out, which I'm always trying to do, um, and and everybody else um, uh, through anything, I we were teaching three, two, one, relax, and Hallie was completely resistant to it. She like she is. Well, I think you did ideas. say calm down first, yes, and I mean saying <laughs> I calm down is I know. that's not great for me. No, it's not great for anybody. Um, but uh, I did say it out of love. It yeah. wasn't out of like a calm down, like you're getting. Like, control. It was just, you need to breathe for a second. Uh, and actually it wasn't in part of any of this. This was just another event that was going on. Um, and that happened with it. And I could say, I could see when I said that it didn't really resonate. And so yes. that's when I was like, well, I need something a little bit more. And that's why the gift that came from the conversation was I need something. Cause to me, when I say calm down, I didn't mean it like calm down. Like I'm better than you. I'm telling you to calm down. Yeah. It was more of like, Hey, if you just, if you understand it, how Br- I see it in my head, and, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. The way I see calm down is more of just, I'm breathing through this. I'm letting that part part of me that wants to get disturbed go right and when just so you, people understand the thinking patterns behind this when 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 you're there and when when you when people say calm down or like hey you need to relax or be mindful or you should wake up all those kind of all those language really what it what it's what it's saying is um what i how i translate in that in my head is the question that i always kind of ask is well what is wrong in this moment that's causing me to be disturbed and that was kind of the essence behind a lot of this was why, what is wrong with this moment right now that, that causes my mind to want it to be different? Do you say three, two, one, relax so that you create the space and then you can ask that question? Or do you ask the question and then you do the technique? Well, I think it start. well, for me, it started with just asking the question, the deeper question about well, what is wrong. This is just going back even before I really even made it a technique is just really asking the question of, well, what's wrong with this moment that causes me to want to change it? Mm-hmm. Like what is what? And then if you actually just take out the back part of saying this, and then I just kind of shorten it up and saying, and I've been using this right now for a lot of people in this time of saying, well, what is wrong with this moment? And if you actually literally just ask yourself that question at any moment, the answer is nothing. 
Seriously, like if you don't let your mind go, well, it should be this way, right? Don't let your mind kind of take you like, well, I don't, I feel cold, right? Like, or I was running this morning and every, every Wednesday I run about a half marathon in the morning and it was cold out this morning. And I remember I get about nine miles in, my legs started getting a little tired. I could feel my hands starting to freeze. And I asked myself that same question. I said, well, what is wrong with this moment right now? And the answer was nothing. And I said, yeah, maybe my physical body's a little cold, but really there's nothing wrong with the moment. Mm. And so when you ask yourself that question, what it does, is it just puts you into a deeper perspective, different reflection and having a larger view of the totality of what's unfolding in front of you. And so that question then led into, okay, well then how do I get people to understand what I'm actually trying to convey to them? And the first step I believe in that is just a technique that gets, gets them out of their current thinking pattern. And that's where the three, two, one relax came in, which was, Hey, and we've been teaching this to our CEOs, to our 400 plus people that are in our worlds. And, and a lot of people, you know, at first they're kind of like, eh, that's, that's Adam again, right? Kind of saying this. And then well, that's, what, that's what I yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> they have. And actually took a sticky note and I put it on your desk yes. when you left one, one day or you got up for a meeting and I put 321 relax. Yes, and, I left it there for about three months before yes. I really started to. To, to, to understand the yeah. three, two, one, relax. And, and, and really, it's not me. I mean, people have used that word probably many times throughout the, the history. And, and really what it's designed, it's just a, it's a signal. It's a technique designed to keep you working on the fundamental root of yourself. And ultimately, what will finally take you there is your ability, right, to surrender to the moment and then act in the moment. But until you get to that point, we all need techniques that help us cope with the events that are unfolding so that we can finally get us there. It's like if you want to be Beethoven and play the piano, you need techniques to learn how to play the piano, right? If you want to lead in business, you need techniques and you need to read books and you need to understand people and you need to get training and understand behavior. You need all of that before you can truly lead at large level, right? And you know, what you're playing sports, right? You need techniques to learn how to hit a baseball or hit a golf ball, right? And then ultimately, you know, those techniques become really, really small, fine tweaks because you just have a knowingness of how to swing something, a knowingness of how to lead. But until you earn a knowingness of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. There's no difference. So ultimately, when you use a technique like this, you're just allowing yourself to say, I'm not there. So I need something to help guide me there. And an analogy that I've maybe, I think I've used in this podcast before is like you, if you're traveling from Burlington, Vermont to Boston in a, um, you know, in a, in a train and you had three kids with you that are under 10, right? You would give them something to occupy them during that time. So it allows them to stay on the bus long enough or the train long enough to get to the destination. And that's what techniques ultimately do is that they keep you engaged long enough, which is funny. And a side note, isn't that what coaching is? <laughs> Mm. Right. When you're yeah. as a coach and your coach E, your job is, yes, you will maybe some words that you'll take them to a place. That they have the aha moment. But really what you're doing the majority of time is you're actually keeping them engaged on the activity that's going to take them to where they need to go. Right. You're going to take them to their final destination. And so whenever I approach that from a from a leadership position of coaching your employees, coaching, you know, your your agents, coaching your your family, all that stuff is designed to keep them engaged long enough to understand where they want to go. And you help them get there by staying them engaged. Right. That's what your job is. Um, so the three to one relax is ultimately because what I really want to bring to people and teach people particularly in the business environment is to how to remain centered and build a business, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we call it personal growth. We call it spiritual growth, conscious growth. It doesn't really matter to me what the word is. There's just, there, there's it's growth. Well, yeah. Wor words are just designed to create a thought and that thought is different for everybody. So whatever word makes sense for you. Um, so when you do this and you bring in three, two, one, relax, what it's doing is it's allowing you to go, let me pause for a second. Let me just, let me, 
let me pause. I'm realizing that my mind is now controlling what's going on in the narration that I'm hearing in my head is all unwillful and it's in the mind. And so when you go three, two, one, relax, what it does is it takes you away from that part, brings you back to what people use centeredness or mindfulness or awake, or just you're back to a neutral state, right? You're back to a neutral state because you're not caught up in the mind telling you all or narrating all the things or telling you you need to get angry or why you need to cut that person down or why you need to do this. And, and that's what's causing all these emotions and feelings. Or if the emotions come first, then all of a sudden you're feeling and your, your mind goes, yeah, that's right, right? It's like the little sister and big brother, right? So the three, two, one pauses you, brings you back into to a place where you can go, is that what I need to do? Is that actually right? Is that actually accurate? And then you use your mind, right? You use your mind as the tool to say, okay, well, now that I've got a sense of centeredness, now I'm going to use mind the way I use a hammer or the way I use a car or the way I use a blender or a coffee maker or any tool that's out there. You're using it as a tool that helps you then make decisions that are in line with the natural laws of what's unfolding. Natural law is the big word. Just what's unfolding in front of you, the reality or the events that are unfolding in front of you. So that's why when you go back to the start of this, the question in itself goes, just people need to just, just hold on to that for a second. And just literally, just, you just pause me even talking for a second, but just what is wrong with this moment? And before your mind goes there, I'm just going to give it a pause, right? Just to, because when I ask people that and they, I give them that, that sacred pause for a second, they go, well, well, nothing is. And then their mind goes and, well, this needs to happen. I go, well, why does that need to happen? Tell me why that needs to happen. And this has been the case of my existence for the last seven days while all this is going on. Pause for a moment. Why is this moment wrong? And then when they say, well, they're, say they're nothing, nothing yeah. and then they go to their mind instantly because then I can tell they just, their mind takes over and goes, well, that's weird. And I feel this, un- you're not addicted to me now. So and then the mind wants your consciousness back and wants you to be addicted to it. So it says, well, you need to change this. <laughs> and the mind is just going to preferences or fear or... Based on all past data, yeah. Yeah. it just pulls up the patterns that it knows that it can try to survive in. And then it wants to bring you into a future event or wants to bring you into a past event. The mind cannot exist in the actual present moment, which is why when people ever get into a flow, or I use this as a, for a CEO that I was helping with a problem, um, I just went to him and I said, let me ask you a question. You ever been in like a, even a close life or death situation? Not even, maybe it wasn't quite life or death, but it was close to it. And they're like, yeah, actually I haven't. It was actually a crazy story. I said, hey, how often did you use your mind during that time? And he just stopped. He goes, well, I didn't. I said, exactly. Because you didn't have time to. Mm-hmm. In the moment, life took over. The same life that is, there's, look, there's never, there's never more or less of life. If people understand that at the core, there's never more or less of water. <laughs> it's in different forms. There's never more or less of life. It's in different forms, a human body, a rock, (laughs) trees, air, right? There's just, it's all in different forms, but there's never more or less of life. So when people, you know, one of the Ramana Maharshi, when he was, um, when he was facing his final death, um, and people were mourning him saying, oh my God, you're going to leave. He goes, well, where do you think I'm going to go? (laughs) Where do you think I'm going to go? And they're like, well, no, there's never more or less of life. Yes, you may, the form that life took in here, people may may mourn or miss. We understand that, but there's never more or less in life. So when you understand these concepts, right, when you start under, when you ask that sacred question of what is wrong with this moment, it's basically saying nothing because there is nothing wrong with the moment. The only thing that's wrong with it is you saying that there's something wrong with the moment. 
that's why when you can have this conversation, that's why when Buddha says, you know, suffering is the cause of all problems, right? Or preferences is the cause of all problems. It doesn't mean like, hey, what color shirt am I going to wear, right? Or like those things. It's you wanting the moment that's unfolding. That's what he means by this. Forget about the superficial context of I like red, I like blue, okay? Let's just pause that for a second, right? You, you can. You, that's helpful in the context of reality, of living in the physical form. I'm talking about the deep questions that run automatically people's lives where they say, Hey, uh, I need the world to be this way. I need Hallie to be this way. I need Caitlin to be this way. I need my wife or my husband to be a certain way. When you say that, then the mind goes, I got it and I'm going to make it that way. But then when it doesn't be that way, the one way you need it to be, you then suffer. Or you then get angry. And then what happens in mind goes, see, I told you, Hallie's just not doing this. She's probably not the right person, right? Or you do this with your spouse, right? Oh, you know, I don't think the right person anymore. I can see the road. It's just your mind doing this. So then when you're going through situations like this, this is how people bring drama into the reality. They're just bringing their mind talking, which again is just a tool. You'd be like, imagine you woke up and you're, you know, what happens if your alarm clock just goes off or your smoke alarm just goes off randomly one day in the middle of the house? You turn it off, right? You just don't keep it on. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with your mind. Your mind is just going off. Why don't you just, you turn it off because you can't really, right? People can't because they're addicted to it. They're addicted to it. And that's why all these techniques are ultimately designed to take you to the final destination, which is where you just don't realize that you don't need those unwillfulness because once you're okay inside with understanding that there's never more or less of life and that you're always okay, you don't need the mind to kind of make it okay for you. And so when people then bring fear into something, it's they're saying, I'm not okay and the mind has told me that I'm not okay, so therefore it's going to bring me to fear to make it feel like there's something I can control. And that's why then people want to rush that out there and they actually get a rush. They get a rush of being like all this fear that they throw into Insta media or social media or all these different places because that gives them a rush and that makes them feel like they're so in control. See, I told you, look at all this stuff. This has happened. Everyone's agreeing with me. They're liking me. They're commenting on this. I told you, everyone look, right? And that's all they're doing. They're bringing their own drama of what their mind is saying into these situations and they're throwing it everywhere and they're saying, look, maybe that does happen. Maybe it doesn't. That's irrelevant. I don't actually care whether what your stance is on the current situation, whether it is, and frankly, I'll even take it further. I don't care if you even believe me or don't believe me. If you even are listening to this and going, I believe that, that's just as irrelevant as saying, I don't believe that because that's still a thought, right? You understand that? It's still a thought. So instead of, under, instead of just believing or disbelieving, words can take you to a certain place. Why don't you just ask the question yourself? Why don't you come from that that thirst of curiosity because the question itself is way more powerful than whether you believe me or Hallie or anybody else. And what's the question? The question comes down to is what's wrong with this moment? And if you ask that question constantly, particularly in the midst of chaos, you'll find that in this actual moment, there's nothing wrong. You may be physically hurt. You may even be suffering from flus or, you know, the coronavirus or, or, uh, you know, an injury or you know, any of these things. But in the actual moment, when you ask that, you say, yes, my physical body, this. But what it's doing is it's getting you outside of your mind and going deeper into a place that you go, there's actually nothing wrong with this moment. The only thing that's wrong with this, I'm saying there's something wrong with this because I hurt my arm. Or I'm saying there's something wrong with this because I don't feel good. Yeah, next, it doesn't mean you don't just lay down there and allow yourself to just be taken over by something, right? You then say, there's nothing wrong with this moment, but here's what I'm going to do right? There's, there's, there's always an action step after this, but before you take the action, before you know the direction you want to go, you have to center yourself. 
because if you if you don't and the reason why I shared all this ahead of this is because if you don't if you don't actually center yourself then what's going to happen is you're going to be out of fear and then your decision making your action steps I'm, in either case you're taking action I'm not saying you're not. Your action is to take the fear, throw it on social media, and then sp- spill drama everywhere. Your action could also be out of fear is, I need to go lay off everybody, or I need to go do all this stuff, or I need to do all, you just freak out to whatever that next thing is, right? Or you pause and you don't Or you don't do anything. Any and decision. your decision goes, I can't make a decision at all. That is my decision is I can't make a decision. Mm-hmm. So all these places, you're just operating your action out of fear. Instead of going, mm, you know what? There's actually nothing wrong with this moment. There's nothing wrong with this moment. There's nothing more or less of life. It's always going to be the same. Life is always going to be the same amount. It's just going to change. Just like birth, life, and death constantly and changing. Changing motions, right? You know, one of the, this is kind of a side note, but one of the things that I love to do when I um, have some moments of just kind of when I'm sitting there and I like to go, is like, what was I like before I was born? <laughs> <laughs> And it is, it is because the mind can't take you there. It forces you to go, well, what was I like before I was born? And if you, and, and when I first asked, by the way, I just disclaimer, when I first asked the question, I was like, well, that's a ridiculous question. It makes no sense at all. Like a long time ago, I just remember it was just like that quite, I don't know whoever, I don't remember where I got it from some, some podcast or book that I read that was, I think it actually may have been even from like the, uh, like the ancient Sanskrit or something. Anyways, but it was one of those questions I remember asking and going like, this, this is ridiculous. And then over time it kept coming back up. And then finally I got to a place where I asked it and I understood the question. And are you going to explain it to me? You can't because it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you use it to orient yourself just like you use a menu to orient the waiter to bring away what you want. You just can't describe water or, you know, cauliflower with olive oil and salt on it. You just can't describe that to somebody. Your words can take you so far, but you have to experience it. And until you experience it, you really won't understand the depth of the question because the words will bring you to a certain place. But once the words take you to a certain place, they take you to the edge. So the, how do you experience yourself before you were born? Well, I think you have to, it's not, a, it's a knowing question. It's a knowing sake. It can't be intellectualized. That's why most of this stuff can't be intellectualized, which everyone wants to step plan for it and intellectualize it. And let me just give you this example. Maybe this will help. Um, how do you know to avoid fire or how do you know to avoid a very hot oven? Because we were told to yeah, by or, somebody. Yeah. Like there's, there's an inherent, but isn't there like an inherent knowingness? Like you don't have to use your mind to say, okay, I need to avoid fire because it's fire because it's four times. What it, no. You just have this knowingness about it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's, you, you're taught that you're taught not to go near those things. Yes. And you're, you're taught it because it's something that you just avoid, but then you don't, every time you see fire, you don't go to your mind, right? You just naturally know you should avoid it over time. Sure. Yes. yes. Right. You just kind of naturally. And by the way, the more in tune you get with this, you just, because there's this knowing sense that just is there. It's like in leadership. Like if somebody asks you a question, you just kind of this idea before you even go to your mind of what the answer is. There's like this knowing sense But isn't for that based on training, education? Yes, it's experience. It's direct experience, 100%. Yeah, you're, you're gaining direct experience from this. I'm just giving you an example in the physical world so then you can hopefully take you to a certain point so you can understand that in the, in the conceptual or you know, the consciousness world. Because in the consciousness world, you can't use language to get there. You just can't. It's an all-knowing. It's a, you, can't, you can't intellectualize. You who are is aware of the awareness of being aware can't be aware of yourself <laughs> so you can't so you just you just know you're there you can't but then the minute you try to intellectualize that it's gone because you're you're now watching your mind intellectualize it right so you can't actually go to your mind to explain it to you which is why we're so addicted to that it's because we go to the mind for everything 
for everything. And I give the example, and I give this earlier with somebody that it's like when the you know when the tsunami came, um, uh, well, probably five, six, seven years ago. Um, at this point, when the tsunami came, all the not one animal died because there was just this knowing sense. The animal didn't go you know what, there's probably a tsunami coming. I should probably walk to the higher grounds. No, what they did is they just stood up and started walking. They didn't know why they were actually walking. They were just all the sales. They found themselves just walking gently up this hill. And then also the tsunami came and they came back down. They found themselves walking back down afterwards. Then the humans went, you know what, there may be, you know, I don't know what's going on, but my mind, I don't need to do that. I'm going to go over there because that's your mind getting in the way of natural loss. Just it's this, this example of the, the mind telling you to do something that's fighting with reality from that. So the more you can get out of that, the more you actually have this knowing sense about just about everything. And that's what makes you better as a father, a husband, a spiritual, you know, and consciousness in business and sports, all of those things. You know, people love business. I love business. And if you want to really be the best person that you can be in business, it's learning these things. That's why I say the next generation of leaders knows just as much about their inner world as they do the outer world. Because there are a lot of people, yes, like somebody asked me this, this question the other day. They said, which I thought was profound. They said, can you fail in the external world and succeed in the inner world? I said, well, absolutely. Mm. I said, that's actually, the, it doesn't matter if you fail in the external world because if you're whole and complete in the inner world, it doesn't even it doesn't matter. matter. Mm-hmm. And then I said, but conversely, this is what happens. People succeed in the external world and fail in the internal world. That's how we're trained. Because everything is on the external world. Yes. So everyone's succeeding externally, but they're failing internally. This is why they always need more. This is, you know, this is why they always need something else. They need to do something else. They need to go this. They need to get more. They need to get that. They need to get- I feel like it's not, not even that they're um, failing in the inner world. They're just ignoring it, yeah, the inner world. Yeah. Well, because they're, they're, which therefore is a failure. failure. But yes. Yeah. The failure just isn't right or wrong. It's just a word to kind of yeah. help bring a sense to what we're describing here. And that's ultimately what it is, is just, it brings you to that level and you go, well, that's how people operate. So then if you first go, this people use this and they say, well, first put your inner world together and people hear that and they go, yeah, that's right. But they don't really hear it. Right. They hear it. And that's what it means. Put your inner world and it doesn't matter what happens in the world because then it's just playing. Then you're playing with your business. You're playing with form. You're, you, you know, here's the, you know, one interesting thing is, is, um, when I, when you go on vacation for me, if I go on vacation, the experience is different. It's a great experience. It's a wonderful experience. I don't feel one different when I'm on vacation if when I'm working or if I'm at home, there's just, there's zero change in, I don't need a vacation to feel differently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually make me feel any different. The experience is different. Just like an experience is different when it's snowing at your house versus when it's summer at your house. It's a different experience. But I don't, ch- my inner world, my inner state is never changed by the experience that I'm going through. I'm just now experiencing it. And so that's the same thing in business. And we were dealing with particularly pandemics or disruption of this, whatever happens, my experience of who I am and everything that's going on never changes. I'm just experiencing what's happening out there. And so this is why this technique, just to bring it back full circle, but kind of deep there, but hopefully you can listen to this again, um, is, is ultimately ask the, just pause. Cause I've, I've just been testing this out with people that, you know, aren't as, you know, interested necessarily as I am in, in all this stuff. And I just kind of throw it to people and they go, well, actually, actually, it's very helped me. It helps me a lot with this question. It just, the question helped me. And it's just, what's wrong with this moment? And even just for a moment, if you can just create some separation, then you go, okay, three, two, one, relax. Now let's just get right to that. The three, two, one, relax. We've trained, I've taught to a lot of people in our organization and outside the organization. It really, really is effective. Now, and people will say, well, I did three, two, one, relax, but the, I was still feeling disturbance. Yeah, probably. <laughs> 
you've been feeling disturbance all your life. And in one moment, you're not going to be Tiger Woods playing golf, right? If you swing one golf club, right? So what you have to do is you have to constantly, you may literally be doing three, two, one, relax straight for an hour. Mm-hmm. I've done it more than once. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm saying for, not even for more than once, it's like, wow, this is a big event. Three, two, one, relax. Three, two, one, relax. Three, two, one, relax. Can you walk like how you taught all of us specifically? I mean, it, there are certain things you do. I mean, it's easy to say three, two, one, relax, but it's actually, there's more to it than just saying that. Well, why don't you give us your impression of this? Because I have one take of it and people oh, may okay. want to hear it from differently. So from this you. is how I do it. And often it's in the car when I'm driving, <laughs> when I'm doing it, um, either to or from the office. Um, so... I don't say it out loud, but I say it in my head. I say three, two, one, relax. And I'm exhaling as I mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm kind of, I'm, I'm actually breathing in as I say three, two, one. And then I exhale and then say, exhale into the relax completely like, like even move my shoulders around a little bit, lower them. And then just take another deep breath. And then sometimes I have to do that multiple times. Yes. That's, that's exa- how I do it. For me, that's what creates the space and then does allow me to ask any, another question yeah. or allows me to then take action. I don't know if I would personally go to a question first. I need to do that to give me space and then I can move on. Awesome. Well, I think that's exactly it. When you're starting actually doing three, two, one, relax, it's you're counting down three, two, one, relax because you can't get, you're not going to go zero, negative one, negative two, right? And just and if you go to one to two, three, you can go four, five, right? Just keep going. So three, two, one, relax. It's just, it's three, two, one. And you know, when you get to zero, you're counting it down. It's almost like you're now, you're not addicted to things. You just now, and you breathe out, you drop your shoulders. By the mm-hmm. way, every time it's how tense are your shoulders? Oh, every so time. Yeah. People just, just naturally go like this. It's like the humming of an air conditioner is always there. You just don't know it's there until it turns off. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it turns off. You're like, and then you wake up and you're like, wow, that, that thing was, I didn't realize that you wake up. It's exactly right. No, that's exactly what life is. When all of a sudden you wake up to that, you wake up, we had a, you know, a, um, you know, a listener of ours send an email, which I forwarded around to a few people. And he goes, I mean, I was listening to podcasts and I've been listening to it for a while. And all of a sudden I just got it. He's like, I just got it. I realized that it was not my mind. That's waking up. It doesn't now, and, and I explained, I, I think in another podcast that just the different phases, that's phase one. But then all of a sudden in the middle, the minute that happens, the, the next phase is there's going to be this stronger pull to get back on because <laughs> that's where everyone's going to tell you. Everyone's going to tell you. But anyways, we won't go down to all those different phases, but that's the point of just waking up, right? It's that you go, I get it. It's like all of a sudden you just went backwards and, and wider and everything just got wider and got more clear and you could just see it, Right. And I don't know, you just can't, again, that's that knowing sense for it. So the three, two, one, relax. Do you do it differently? No, I, I, I just, I, for me, it's just about the exhale and just to drop my shoulders because you just do it. So it's three, two, one, relax like this. And then all of a sudden, and sometimes I'll close my eyes and I'll just go three, two, one, relax again. And just kind of just hold it there and just be in the moment for that split second. Right. And just remind myself that's there. And then the minute the mind starts coming in, even if it's just a thought about, Oh, look at that bird, three, two, one, relax. Cause I don't want my mind to be occupied. I don't need my mind to be occupied by some narration of what's happening. I need it to be able to be clear so I can use it when I need to use it. Right. And that's just, that's part of that three, two, one, relax. So uh, when you're bringing this in, by the way, you can, you teach this to anybody. It's a very easy thing to teach and just start with it. The first couple of times you do it, you may go, well, that didn't work. Right. Sometimes people get it right away and they go, like, that actually helped. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're just going to three, two, one, relax and you're going to be the Buddha. Right. I mean, so, you know, it, or that, or like all the pro, it doesn't mean problems are going to go away either. It doesn't mean the events that are out there, they're going to go away. So it's not, it's not like a substitute for not having to take action. 
it's all it's doing is you're going to have to take action. If there's a lion chasing you, doing three, two, one, relax is not going to prevent the lion to go, I'm done, right? Like, if there's a major event that's unfolding in front of you that you have to make some tough decisions on, whether you'll keep people, fire people, keep a client, hire a client, whatever it is that you're doing, you still have to make the decision. You're just now doing it from a much more centered place. And that's the that's all about personal growth. You didn't just all of a sudden you realize that I'm just going to use life that's unfolding for us. And particularly now I'm in this business world because business kind of accompanies this to allow myself to three, two, one, relax or let go of the part of me that wants to be in control of how I think she, things should be in life. And that three, two, one, relax is a great way to bring that into it as a, as a starting place, as kind of that gate that says, how's this working out for me? How's this really working out for me? Am I really operating from people? Like, how am I really feeling inside? Now, you don't need to share with anybody. You don't need to pretend like, oh, I'm so confident I can do this, right? I'm an amazing leader. That's, if you're saying that, by the way, then you're, you're disturbed, right? You're, you, you, you're, you're now overcompensating for something that you're unwilling to look at. And so 321 is this kind of gateway drug, right? It's, just a, it's a great way to just say, here I am. There's nothing wrong with this moment. What is wrong with this moment? That causes me to want to say, I need to change it. And man, that, that question in itself, well, again, it's not about the belief of the question. It's more about the question that you're asking because that will lead to a much larger path down your road. It's like, you know, people that have no money find ways to get drugs because they're addicted to drugs. They're just, if they just took that energy and they'd probably be a CEO of a company if they just worked that hard at things, right? Well, it's the same thing here. You as growing through all of this and the events that are unfolding, whether we like them or dislike them is actually irrelevant. Because if you don't like the event that's unfolding, why? What, what does it matter if you like it or don't like it? Because if you don't like it, now I'll say, no, I don't like it. Now I'm disturbed. Now, now again, just understand that from the concept. I'm not saying it's morally right or morally wrong. It's just happening. <laughs> so the event's happening. How can you, how can you even have a, it's just so silly when you finally understand it. Why even, why even have a preference about that? It's happening right? We're not saying we're not planning. I'm not planning because that's different. If you're using your mind to plan of, of events that you would like to see go on there, that's different. Go ahead and do it for that. But the, the event is already unfolded or it's unfolding in front of you to you to say, I do not like this is just silly. It's already there. Now you just set yourself up for suffering. You have to let go of your preference of the exactly and that's why when moment. when 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 spiritual teachers and people say preference is the cause of all suffering instantly people go well that's ridiculous that guy must this doesn't even make sense until you really understand it from what they're saying it, it from makes so much sense. it does and yeah. even you know even you go back to the bible like what jesus christ said you know the kingdom of heaven is within you you know it's interpreted so differently because those people weren't at the level that he was and so he they thought it was about the form and they just that's when all these things start happening but if you actually read a lot of the original um the, the teachings the writings of them the meanings just make complete sense and they're actually coming back around and then religion got involved and you know and kind of is is more of like trying to give you a way of thinking that's associated with that and you can certainly there's a lot of wonderful things that it does. I'm not going to get into the whether or not they're right or wrong. It, I'm, whatever technique works for you. If religion takes you there, awesome, right? If business takes you there, awesome. If living in a cave and practicing that works, awesome, right? We're all, everybody's actually saying the same thing. <laughs> 
always. They're saying the same thing, that the kingdom of heaven lies with you. Let go so you can find your inner peace, right? Or just the personal growth and, you know, work inwardly before you work outwardly, right? All of those things are saying the same thing. Just whatever level you're playing at, right? Or whatever level you're willing to look at this is they start to make more sense. Or just, I mean, it's what we even talk about in coaching, like, or modeling after people. I mean, it's just which, which message resonates with you to get you yes. to understand and to take action. Yes. Yeah. And so I just want to end it with this note. So there's, because there, people may be listening to this, well, I'm facing some real challenges. Yeah, we all are. We, everyone is. Everyone is facing challenges, right? Um, from every different angle. There's not anybody that's not. Even if you're a company that's, that's you know, booming with sales right now, you're still not facing challenges because you have shortages and you have staff and you got to hire and you have to worry about the whole containment of that. And everyone has a different challenge right now. Understand that's just what it is. So the three, two, one, relax isn't about what, whether or not you have a challenge. I know you do. If you're listening to this, don't pretend that you're better because you have, well, my challenge is here. It's bigger. No, you know what? It's all relative, right? You know, one of the, somebody said, well, you know, what, how are you dealing with all these challenges? I said, you already know how I'm dealing. And they're like, yeah, you're fine. I said, I'm fine because I'm fine. But understand there's no difference in my challenges and your challenges. The only difference is mine are just larger. <laughs> I still feel the same way or that I can have that same sense of feeling that you have. It doesn't matter. Everyone feels, it's not one that's better than the other. Right. right? And, your, and your challenges are way smaller than. Exactly. The president of the United States. A ton of other people. Whether you, yeah. whether you like or dislike his decision making, it doesn't matter. The weight that's on him to make these decisions I mean, that's, you know, you have to acknowledge it, acknowledge that. I mean, and then if you're running, if you know, if you're running a huge company like Starbucks or Amazon, there's weight challenges. So every, there's just a different level of everything. And I also bring this back to the same context. When somebody walks into, you know, when Bill Gates walks into his $50 million home, he feels the exact same way after a month or so of the brand newness as you walk into your home. I promise you, he does not feel any different when he walks into his house. It's 50 million. You walk into your house and it's 50,000 or an apartment. I pro- I've lived in everything from multi-million dollar homes to celebrities have bought to, you know, a 400 square foot apartment. And ultimately when I ask, you ask yourself what's wrong in this moment or how do I feel after a period of time? Yes. Maybe, you know, there's, there's some there's, newness, there's some newness, the novelty of things, but the minute that wears off, you don't feel any different. You just don't. You then your mind will try to play a trick on you and tell you that you will feel different. <laughs> if you get that next novel that next event. Thing. Yeah. And it's right because to a certain extent, because for a, f- a small period of time, you will. And then it goes, oh, but you know what, Hallie? I know you got that. It's nice. But what if you got that? Because then you drive around, you're like, well, the house is nicer. And then it just never ends. And then it just goes on to the next thing because that's how it keeps you. When I say you, that's how the ego works to keep you entertained on it versus your own consciousness which is always getting you addicted on it, on itself, because it knows that to a certain extent that the minute you lose the ability to concentrate on it, it ignored guest removes quickly. That's what they say a lot, right? An ignored guest will leave. And so as is you, if you ignore it, it ultimately just starts to lose its energy and it just goes down and just falls down to it. It's just down there, maybe flying around a little bit. You just don't need it. So it knows that. And so as you start getting closer, that's why it gets harder when it starts to face its own annihilation. When the ego starts to face its own annihilation, it'll actually do everything it can to survive. And it goes really, really deep and it'll play every trick that it can. But usually at that point, you're smart enough, wise enough, you to be able to recognize and watch that happening. And then ultimately it'll just go and then it'll just kind of fade away. And so that's just, you'll see that happen as you go through these steps and different things. But to get us there, we just went really deep in that question. So hopefully you can listen to that. But it's, so just practice this. The three, two, one, relax. Use it. 
bring it to your family. I even teach it to my kids. Instead of putting my kids in timeout, by the way, I go, hey, why don't you give me three, two, one, relax? And they go, three, two, one, relax. <laughs> and I just laugh and I just laugh and I say, yeah, why don't you say it a little slower than breathe it? They go, three, two, one, relax. <sighs> Dad, you happy, right? Like, just the things. <laughs> but the funny thing is, and I just laugh with them and I have them do it like once or twice more and they're still kind of making fun of it. But guess what? They calm down. Because mm-hmm. I'm not fighting with them. I just say, hey, three, two, one, relax. Right? My son the other day, we were doing this whole thing. I'm like, I think you need to go to your room for a little while and just hang hang out there. He goes, what if I just do a meditation, dad? (laughs) And he's five, right? It's just, he's six now, yeah. Um, But it's just funny. And it's just, it's, so you just kind of give, so my thing is, is I don't need to punish people in general, like particularly my kids and they're listening to it. There may be a time for that. I'm not going to tell you how to parent. My whole thing is I want to give them techniques to be able to help themselves. Because if that's, isn't that the whole point of being a coach? I look at my life as being a coach to everybody is to actually give them what they need so they can actually fish themselves. The only analogy is how to give them how to be able to create peace and, and calmness and inner stillness in their own self versus me telling them something. You know, it's just, just funny. We have this concept of digesting other people's answers and it's safe and it's a place for us to, we want to hear something go, oh yeah, I like that. I'm going to bring this in. And we just digest it instead of it's unsafe to ask your own questions. It's, it's, it's riskier because then it uproots what you think everything is when you ask your own question. So then it's just easier to just accept somebody else's answers. But sometimes that's an okay place to start. Of course. Don't, for, don't you think? Well, for, I think modeling is different. I think you should always be asking questions though, right? I think it's helpful in context in terms of learning, right? Like four times four has an answer. Right. right? Sometimes you, you have to like that. try. I think we've yes. talked about this before on a podcast, yeah. but sometimes you do have to try on different ideologies or different Absolutely. teachings or trainings to see if they really do work for you or do resonate with you. And, and as you're asking those questions, hundred percent, that's a great clarity moment there. It's not about, you don't, you don't look at other people's viewpoints, but you don't just accept them and then fasten them. If you accept them and just keep asking the question, if the question comes back to that's right, then it's right. Well, then you are just living somebody else's life. If, the, if you do that. Exactly. Right. Versus just because that is how most people I think are just are, are digesting other people's answers and unwilling to even ask the question as to where they even got the answers from. So all of this starts with, with three, two, one, relax and ask that question. So again, if you just bring anything, you take anything away from this. If you've listened this far, thank you. <laughs> um, three, two, one, relax will be a technique that will start there. But if anything, even if you don't want to take it to whatever level you want to take it to, the three, two, one, relax will help you make better decisions as a parent, will help you make better decisions when you're driving and the car cuts you off in front of you. Three, two, one, relax will help you stay centered more in business. It'll help you make you know better business decisions with your clients. It'll help you be a better um, intimate partner. It'll help you be a better um, brother, sister, anything that you're doing in life, the more you can do it from a place that's centered or neutral, mindful or awakeness, Ultimately, what you're doing is you're now contributing to the moments that are unfolding in front of you, which is the, really the highest way to live your life is to live your life by serving the moment, by raising the moment up that's in front of you that you get to see. And if you can raise the moment up and that's all, that's what life's asking you to do, then you've done your part to serve. Hey, before you jump off, I want to let you all know about a free course that we just launched to really help everybody navigate through all of the challenges that we're all facing right now and really how to navigate these through a place of clarity. It's called Thrive Every Day, how to lead yourself and others in a new business landscape. And look, it's running for four weeks with two 30-minute sessions per week. And the reason why we have the two 30-minute sessions is to really make sure that we're pivoting on information and bringing it to you um, in real time as things come into play. We wanna make sure we're bringing you all the information that we can so that you can continue to thrive personally, with your family, and in your business. 
Uh, Carrie Heibel Briner, our president of coaching, is going to be running it. But guess what? I will be jumping in throughout as well, too, to kind of share some nuggets of what we're seeing uh, in the business landscape in in terms of just uh, overall clarity during these times as well, too. So we're really looking forward to you uh, jumping into this. It has already started, but all of the recordings are available and you can watch on on demand anytime. We're kind of like that new Universal Studios. They're releasing movies out right now. We're releasing this, whatever you want to as well, too. So jump into those. Make sure you're listening to them. Share them if they're great for you. Uh, Love to hear from you. So go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash thrive to sign up for the course and we will see you there.